He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined this fine Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. your time. I don't know where it's the afternoon. Hawaii? Is it the... <clears throat> Are they behind us or in front of us? I'm not sure. They're, they're behind, the west okay. of you. Oh, yes. Okay. Or super far east, you know. Um, but... Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, we are live. Uh, that is Raj Chapalu. He is of all access Lakers of Twitter of basically any number of projects. He's all over the place. Um, and he is one of my absolute favorite human beings on this here planet, uh, for a variety of reasons, but I would say pretty high on the list of why you're one of my favorite people is somehow some way. Over the last couple of years, you were able to remain like even kind of optimistic, right? While Russell Westbrook was a Laker, you just kept thinking to yourself, there's a good team in here somewhere. Maybe, just maybe. Um, wound up not being the case, you know, and, until um, he was I mean, moved. And then and then there was a good team. Um, and and yeah, now here we are. There is a good team. They're like, I am walking around optimistic. And I'm just kind of curious, Raj, are you just like, Hugging strangers? Like, do you wake up every morning with happy tears in your eyes? Like, where are you at right now? It feels like everyone joined my side. You know what I mean? Like, I was the one in the sun while you guys were all walking in darkness. And now you guys have all joined me. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) You guys have all all joined my side. Like, the sun was always out, Anthony. That's the thing. Like, the sun was always out there. You guys were just walking in the dark. Like, you were in the shade, and you come over to my side of uh there's a good team here there's like maybe even a great team here i might say um but but yes i've seen more people jump onto my side where where i've been at where where's your response to that because i can see you you have some questions at that uh, a lot <laughs> I, I have several so there's a good team in here somewhere mm-hmm. does that just mean like there's a good team with like it within the organization somewhere. So like back when the Lakers were winning 17 games, were you sitting there saying like, there's a good team here. somewhere? <laughs> so I, I usually do lead more on the bright side, but to me, like during those 17 win seasons, there was always something to like, at least glaring like that time. It was not really wins losses. It was like, okay, what's the development of Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma or, you know, those guys, that's kind of where the, the good team is in here in three years kind of thing during that time. Like you're kind of looking at that. Like you look at like, for example, you look at like Jalen Huchifino, right? Who's getting a ton of touches and there's a good player in there somewhere, but it's probably in like two years. Right. Like, so that's how I kind of look at it. Um, okay. And for last year, it was mostly just, there's LeBron and AD here. So that means like there has to be something good in here. Um, and I was right. There was, you gave them, and I think you, you were really on to this. You give them some like, you know, good players, actual NBA talent and the Lakers took off. So. All right. That is very general. So <laughs> that, that, that gives you 
a hell of a runway that you can yes. take like years down the line with a completely different cast. There might be a different, be a good team. Those, are, those are dark times for a lot of people. I understand. I, <laughs> and look, everybody watching right now, and those of you listening, you could probably hear the smile on my face. I love talking to Raj because he somehow is that kind of optimistic always. Like a bird can poop on his shoe and he could be like, you know what? I like this colorway. It looks better now. <laughs> There's a good shoe down there somewhere. <laughs> it's it's honestly incredible. That's why when I was running the, the, the silver screen feed there for a while, my favorite pairing was you and Sabrina because Sabrina would be like, that's actual shit on your shoe, Raj. It doesn't improve the colorway. <laughs> you guys would have great back and forth about it. Um, yes. And here we are, that's though. Definitely. Uh, you, look, you hung on tight and you believed in the organization. Um, and you do get to kind of strut in the sun. You do get to, uh, you know, walk around with, with your head held high, your, your, your chest puffed out, uh, fresh off of the 50 pushups that you do every morning. <laughs> and, and yeah, this is a good team. And, you know, you've tweeted it out. Uh, Sabrina and I talked about it yesterday. I've seen various other people who have covered this team for a long time. I spoke to, I've spoken to people who like cover or follow other teams and they kind of marvel at like, why is it Lakers fans are freaking out about modern spacing? And it's like, we've never had it before. Like it's a brand new thing. It reminds me, frankly, of one of the best movie clips of all time. It looks amazing. Look at that. That looks like what you would buy from a store. Should have been Look at all this floor space. So you much. Do robots in here. So many activities. So much. <laughs> do step class. It's making my head spin. How many activities we can do? Play army nine. Yeah. This is how we do it. Da, 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 da. Hey, I never asked you. Yeah. You like guacamole? So that <laughs> that is Step Brothers. There is so much room for activities, Raj. They're just they're, Alex Regla has has tweeted out a couple clips of it. There have been a variety of screen grabs. It, basically, you can't look at Twitter right now without Lakers fans marveling at spacing. And and I think that's that's honestly the the first place that I want to talk about here. And it's it's the foundation for my optimism for a long time. I I likened the Lakers trying to kind of catch up to modern spacing and modern concepts, much like yeah. a middle-aged man wearing a jacket that is way too young for them. Right. For him. Okay. You know, it, it, it never fit properly. You knew that mm. he wasn't necessarily all that comfortable in it. And eventually he just goes back to the jacket that he's used to. Right. Eventually he's like, you know what, you know, Jen, Jen, I, I, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm not going to wear this jacket anymore. <laughs> and, and, and now though, that person <clears throat> has finally come around to that jacket, has some modern fashion, not wearing mm. khakis with new balances anymore. It's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a team that, you know, got this facelift, a roster that makes a bunch of sense. And here we are, we get to marvel at modern spacing and everything that it does for LeBron and AD, who, by the way, are like looking around right now waiting to be double, qu triple, quadruple team, and it isn't coming because, because teams can't. Right, right, for sure. The, the best thing, though, and 
I remember last year, not to go back to that, you know, dark time for a lot of people, but I was pushing like the Cole Swider needs to play because of this exact reason, Anthony, and Sabrina shot me down very quickly. But like I was yeah. very much in the Cole Swider needs to play, who, by the way, Bam Adebayo said was standing out in camp. So I just would like to, you know, point that out. That uh, Yeah, meaning would... like he was standing away from everybody because all he can do is provide spacing. Like that's all he can do. <laughs> like They're waiting for him to join the rest of the team. And he just stands in the corner. Cole, you're not on D. You're not on office right now. You have to guard somebody. Nope. I stand in corners. It's what I do. Oh, don't do that. He had an awful summer league. But, you know, six, nine gunslingers, I think there's room for them. Now, the difference to me, though, Anthony, is like I was watching and guys can't go under our ball screens anymore. Like, I don't know what planet yeah. we're on where that's happening. It's been like Lonzo Ball, Rajon Rondo, Patrick Beverly. Like, every guard that we had run pick, running pick and rolls, the, guard, the defending guard can just go under. And the thing Even that LeBron. changes to me. Even LeBron, yes. But the thing that changes the geometry to me, Anthony, is we have a bunch of pull-up jump shooters, and that's like – I know the spacing gets put into, like, catch-and-shoot. So, like, Torian Prince hit a bunch of catch-and-shoot threes. But to me, though, the pull-up jump, sh jump shooting just changes everything you can do on this team. That's with Austin, D'Lo, and Gabe. And then LeBron's going to take pull-up jump, sh jump shots as well. But that, like, to me, just opens up AD. And, like, we just had a story today where AD's going to take six threes a game. At least that's what Darvin Ham wants. Mm -hmm. I – I, I'm skeptical of that. Um, I'm not optimistic. Anthony, so is Darwin. I'm He's lying. Yes. Darwin's an incredible <laughs> sure. liar. Sure. Sure. But like you have D'Lo, Austin, and Gabe taking pull-up threes, and that just looks natural to them. Mm -hmm. and from there, you can't just not guard them. Like like we had like we're playing a five-out system now where like Jackson Hayes, AD are pretty much your top of the key kind of playmakers. And that's stuff we just never had. Marcus Sol was supposed to be that guy, but like he took like one three a game. Also, Frank Vogel's offensive system wasn't very creative. I'm mm -hmm. so excited, Anthony. We have a modern team, a team that's like uh, entered into the modern atmosphere of teams. Like we have a team where you can't just – we've lost the math game so many times. Where like LeBron would have 30, AD would have 35, and we're like, why are we in a two-point game with Charlotte? And like it's yeah. because they took like 10, 15 more threes than we did. It's yep. nice to kind of even that playing field out. Yeah, it was always you would always look at the scorebook and the Lakers would be giving up like 20 points and just three pointers. <laughs> right. And that's really difficult to overcome. And and yeah, it does kind of suck that that a sport as beautiful and as artistic as basketball can be has basically been boiled down to shoot as many threes as you possibly can and make as many threes as you possibly can. And the team that does so successfully is probably going to win that game. It, yeah, I I would like for it to be fixed somehow. I don't think it can at this point. The 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 the, the story's out, right? The teams know what they need to do, but at least now going into these games, that isn't something that I'm going to be worried about every game. Now there are some mm -hmm. question marks. Like like, don't get me wrong. This isn't a juggernaut team. This isn't some buzzsaw that's going to run through the entirety of the Western Conference or right. the, the NBA Finals. I. I there are some really good teams out there that um, do present some tough matchups, i.e. the team that swept the Lakers the last time we saw them play. Um, but it is a team that, you know, every time that the Lakers, over the, especially over the LeBron AD era, you're, like you're talking about, you put it perfectly, they have these two giant advantages. Literally giant. They are two huge human beings. And, and they would get you back to even with the advantages right. that the Lakers would be giving up, you know, and, and, you know, now though they can operate as those advantages and the Lakers will have math on their side 
more often than not. And, and that's going to make LeBron and AD better, which is frankly terrifying. Like if I were the rest of the league and, and I know, like I said a second ago, there are really good teams out there, but if I were the rest of the league, I would be pretty damn concerned that a team that was together for all of 15 minutes before the playoffs now has an entire camp to, to work with seems to have their identity kind of figured out heading into the season. The guys seem to like each other. Uh, I, I would be really kind of nervous about what this team is. Now, again, I am also nervous. Like LeBron gets the wrong tweak and AD falls on the wrong mm -hmm. foot or something like that. And it's all over. But as far as like the, the, the night by night competitive nature of this team, it is kind of staggering what they could be capable of. And like I said a second ago, this is me saying this. This is me who is like, I'm telling. I even told Jen the other night, you're going to want to get in more on, on more of these Laker games because I think they're going to be legitimately fun to watch. And as as I was saying that, it was that play where, was it Russell? I think Russell set the back screen for Rui. And oh, he yeah. caught the lob That's from LeBron on. And it was like, it, Jen just happened to be looking at the TV. She's like, like that stuff? I was like, yeah. It's gonna be a lot of that stuff. <laughs> it's gonna be incredible, and 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 yeah, I just it's 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 a marvel, and you know it does present us kind of its own challenge because it's, it gets kind of monotonous. To keep saying that this is a good team over and over and over again, but sure. that's the kind of problem I would prefer to have rather than like hop on here every night and say Russ is here, we still suck. <laughs> like, like contrary to what Raj is telling you, there is not a good team in here somewhere. <laughs> While that guy is still here. No, for sure. And look, Russ is on the other LA team now. We'll, you know, we'll see how he does there. Um, but to me though, Anthony, I think this team where's it going with this uh with the jump shooting now that D Lo and Austin provide, like last night, Brooklyn defended us how every team defended us last season. And I don't think we're gonna get up fifty-five threes like we did last night. I think that's a high number for us. But I, I just love that we can punish that now. And mm -hmm. I kind of disagree with like it. Like, it's only three-point shooting. Like, I've heard that where, like, the three-point shooting team wins. And maybe, like, for the most part, for, like, in the box score, that's true. But I think, like, just the way this team is built, LeBron and AD's, like, paint pressure has been so high, even with Russ, right? Russ is a paint mm -hmm. attacker, so that's why it kind of failed. Um, but LeBron and AD's paint pressure, to me, now works hand-in-hand -hand with our shooting, right? We have guys that now take the pressure off of them to now where, like, you have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. Before, it was, like... Yeah, just send everybody to the paint. Even when Vandal's on the floor, right? That kind of changes the geometry as well. We're like, and I think that's a question with the starters. Um, but like where teams will just, all right, we're not guarding Vanderbilt. And the Warriors did that uh, to us in the first game. But mm -hmm. like we didn't have Austin. We didn't have LeBron playing. But to me now, at least there's a choice where like LeBron can, last night LeBron got like a back down fadeaway where he took like four dribbles and took a fadeaway. And no, no one came over to help because it's like they can't. It's like Austin, yeah. one pass away, D'Lo on the skip, right? Torian Prince, um, who finally was able to play because he didn't foul out in five minutes. And he was hitting his <laughs> catch and shoot three. He's like, where are you Where are you helping from? And AD obviously um, maneuvering around the dunker area. So now LeBron's like, yeah, let me just back down three steps and get a little fadeaway because no one's coming. And I think that's just a choice that, you know, we just didn't have for like many years, even in the title era, right? Get Avery Bradley out there. Um, Alex Caruso got better as a shooter, but these are guys that teams were very like willingly able to just help off of. And the biggest thing I see, Anthony, is like we're not sluggish anymore. Like even when yeah. we were good, our offense was very sluggish. We would run in mud, um, and it feels like we've gotten into like a smooth offensive 
um, place. And I have concerns defensively. I listened to you and Sabrina talk, and I thought it was a little too positive on Christian Wood, even for my my taste. But um, <laughs> wow. even, for, even for me, I was listening. I was like, oh, wow, like this is a – I'm going to yeah. have to come on and maybe be a little bit negative. But, um, yeah, like I, I think like that's where the biggest difference to me is that like this looks like a smooth offensive team where we have guys that like D'Lo looks in command um, of like yeah. his game. Austin looks in command of his game. Gabe just looks like a pro. Um, and it's just nice to not be spinning the wheel on minimum players, like hoping to hit the lottery. Is that how the lottery works? But like how, like hitting the lottery <laughs> on like minimum on minimum yeah. signing. Uh. Well, I, I like to that point though. Christian Wood, I'm optimistic that that he is just a minimum signing, and if he mm. doesn't pan out, it doesn't matter. There are nine guys ahead of him that that are like okay, you know. And I, I do kind of think Bismack Biombo is still sitting out there somewhere. Yeah, and I don't know what he's like. He's the the, the like the the backup center who's going to play five to ten minutes in games that matter. Um, isn't something I'm particularly worried about, you know, and, and, uh, it, it, I just can't get myself that, that concerned about it because again, like, and this is where Christian is, is really kind of, of unique in, in his presence on this team. Typically those players that the Lakers have brought on at, at the minimum in terms of just raw talent, Trevor Ariza was like 37 years old, right? Kent, you know, uh, Malik Monk is like the only guy who had pedigree who was still like in or approaching his prime. And we saw how that worked out. Uh, mm -hmm. You look at the, uh, you know, even Lonnie Walker and no, he didn't get the payday that Monk did or whatever. Um, and he wasn't a minimum signing or, or, you know, either, but like those, those guys who come over and are at or near their prime and have that pedigree and aren't Cam Reddish, like those guys do tend to pan out for the Lakers. I, I, I'm, I have no belief in Cam at this point. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's going to play. It's probably a big mistake yeah. from clutch guiding him to the Lakers. But, um, but I do think though with, with Wood, he seems like the kind of player who has that pedigree, he has that kind of talent and, and is a, in a situation here where career wise it's over basically. Um, if he doesn't figure it out here, you know, not even, not necessarily from like, we'll see you in China. You better learn Mandarin or whatever, but like, um, but he is hoping for a bigger payday, right? Like he said, heading in on, on media day, this is the most motivated he's ever been. It's like, yeah, cause he's making the minimum. Of course he's freaking motivated. Yeah. That's how this works. That's how you're, that's how you're hoping this works. But in this case though, I, I think a minimum guy who has a skill set that the Lakers can really take advantage of, has that pedigree, has that talent. Like, I, I, I do think he's somebody who I, I think can work out. And if he doesn't, oh, well, he's a minimum guy yeah. and he's pretty deep in the rotation. For sure. I, like, to me, I think, like, to me, there's no world where Christian Wood just doesn't play and sit on and sits on the bench. Like, I, I just I just can't see that either. Like, to me, I think he's here to play the Darvin Ham connection, right? That played up in media day. Um, mm -hmm. We saw that with Dennis Schroeder last year. And I think Christian Wood's going to play. My concern, Anthony, I want to ask you this, because I have I feel like Darvin Ham, and he's being sold as the player's coach, of course, but he told Christian Wood, go be Christian Wood, right? And I think mm -hmm. the Lakers need more of a, like, go. I need, the Lakers need more Jackson Hayes from Christian Wood, but Christian Wood's not going to be that player. 
Um, yeah. and Lakers just don't don't need that, right? And how does Christian Wood get paid? He gets paid by putting up numbers, right? And from his perspective, he put up 18 and whatever rebounds last year, and he got the minimum. So he at least has to hit some bar, right? Like in his mind, he's mm-hmm. like, I got to at least hit some 15-point-a-game bar. When I watch him play, and he may be out of shape. He, lo- he looks a lot slower than I feel like I even remember him being from like mm-hmm. last season. But it's very slow. It's very like uh, rugged. He, you know, he takes a lot of unorthodox floaters. Um, there's a lot of plays where like I always look at a player, what they do when the other team's on a run. And I remember in the first game against the Warriors, the Warriors went on a little bit of a run. You could see the like old habits creep up where like he's starting to inch toward the top of the key to ask for the ball. You know, stuff like that to me, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be hard to get out of a guy who's just been ingrained to come get the basketball and try to do crossovers. And you see him like try to draw fouls and the refs are like, you're not getting any of these calls, man. You're like, yeah. you're no longer on like a nice deal. Like we don't have to respect you as an offensive player in that way. But those are my concerns with him. And then defensively, I think he just is very slow. And uh, even when next to AD, I feel like his rotations are just like two to three seconds late. And this is early in preseason, but my concerns for him have all kind of been validated from the first two games. Um, So I'm concerned about Christian Wood. That's my real only concern so far, Anthony. Everything else has been fun. I just feel like Wood, like he looks so out of place um, for a team that's running in flow, right? You just, we just talked for the first few minutes how much the Lakers look like they're in a flow. They have a nice offensive system. Everything's in motion. And then Christian Wood comes in and it's like, rugged and slow and like he's moving in mud so that those are my concerns with him i actually do see a situation where he doesn't play um and and like darvin ham did say like go out and be christian wood but he also told ad to go shoot six threes a game you know he (laughs) coaches lie like the, the you know he's he's gonna say the kind of thing that i think he's going to ingratiate himself to to wood more and and like to your point you would like wood to be just buy into Hey man, we need you to do some small stuff. We do need you to rim run. We do need you to not anchor the the offense when we want to get out and run on on a miss. Um, when I watch him and AD play together, AD was thrilled to have decent centers next to him, so he wouldn't have to do all the center stuff. And then yeah. every time it's Woods' turn to do the center stuff, AD kind of looks at him, and, and it's a lot of like palms to the sky kind of thing. Like what you know, like you're what are we doing? You know, that was your spot. And, mm-hmm. and, and it just winds up being like AD deciding like, oh, okay, I guess I got to take care of this here too. So yeah, like I, he's not a perfect player. He is on a minimum for a reason. And I do like a lot of, I've been really pleasantly surprised by Jackson Hayes, like really yeah. pleasantly sur- surprised by like, he just, he, he just levitates off of the ground. Like you don't even see him gather himself to, to dunk. Stu was yeah. like. Stu it looked sounded like almost fell over in his chair on one of the fast breaks that he had where I think he caught it from Maxwell Lewis Lewis like passed the ball to him in close quarters yep. and he like caught it on his way up and he dunked it in transition um he I talked about the the finish with Sabrina yesterday where he used his right hand on the left side of the basket and it looked supernatural he has yeah. really surprised me here and and um I still think he's going to get ripped to shreds by Jokic and, and those kinds of bigs because he weighs about as much as I do. But I I I think, you know, as Polinka has really recognized the value in getting back to the culture of competition, he saw how things went when Andre Drummond came in and knew that he was going to get a starting gig. He saw what it did to, like, the, the team's kind of psyche when Alex Caruso started in a fine like, a month or two prior started in a finals clinching game 
and then Dennis Schroeder gets gets acquired, and in his press conference, he's like, nope, I'm starting. Even though I'm coming from a team that was in the lottery, I am starting now. Um, I think I think here, especially with a player like Christian Wood, if it if Hayes wins that spot out, he just wins that spot out. And and if that's just how it goes, that's how it goes. Um I and even there, you're talking about the backup center to Anthony Davis, who in games that are going to matter is gonna play like forty two minutes, you know. Um in, in playoff games, that is, not in regular season he, games that matter. He is, but that 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 position matters for this team though, right? Like Anthony Davis, I think it's a great goal. He wants to play every game. I think we both know that he's going to miss like 20 to 25 games, right? Around that like kind of mark, however he misses them, whether it's a someone falls on his leg or whatever. And I and I think like that's an important position where you need, you know, stability at that position of the backup center. Um and to your point, Jackson Hayes looks incredible. You know, I think New Orleans kind of maybe placed him out of position a lot of times. He was playing next to Valanciunas. He was playing with Zion. He's playing with, you know, Brandon Ingram, guys who aren't really, like, spacing for him in a mm -hmm. way. And, again, like, when I watch those two, Christian Wood's obviously more talented than Hayes. Like, I think that's clear. He has more in his bag, quote-unquote. But Hayes, like, he just knows his role. Like, he understands, like, this is how I get paid. Like, what if you watch them, Anthony, you go rewatch that game, watch how both of those two guys screen. Like, watch Christian Wood set a screen. Watch Jackson Hayes set a screen, right? Hayes is setting the screen knowing like this is how I get points is that mm -hmm. I get contact on the screen and I roll and that's how I get the lob. Christian Wood is setting the screen so that he can get the ball back. You know, like it's, it's a different yeah. like way that those two guys set picks. And um, I was going to say, I can't really go back and find instances where Christian Wood set screens. <laughs> he, he wasn't <laughs> setting actual screens. Like he, he no. and yeah, like he does, he doesn't do a, a lot. Like he, you know, uh, obviously very different players, significantly more talented, but he, he kind of reminds me of Tyler Ennis where the thing that would drive oh, me insane with Ennis, um, again, very different players. And, and, and somebody is going to, I guarantee somebody just said, Oh my God, Anthony just compared Christian Wood to Tyler. Ennis. No, I, what I'm saying is what drove me insane with Ennis was that was like his last opportunity to, to like kind of stick in the NBA and he wasn't very talented and he still didn't do the little things. Right. And eventually he found his way out of the NBA and he never did those little things. And that's how his career went. Right. Hope he's okay. I think last we heard about him, like he had a terrible injury, um, oh, like a really significant injury, <clears throat> but, but like with wood, it's the same kind of thing where look, man, you've gone from really cool story, undrafted guy who gets a nice deal for himself. Um, goes from situation to situation to situation with winning expectations, keeps falling short of that. Like he is now arrived at that spot, kind of like Dwight a couple of years ago, the first time around where look, man, you either do the little things you either do accept this role or you don't. And you're going to find out what's behind door number two there. And you're not going to like it. And um, yeah. if he, if he does find out what's behind door number two, that's not, that's not my problem. That's not the Lakers' problem. He's just gone, and and I think Hayes would be fine for the little while it would take the Lakers to, I think, find whatever center they bring in or what move they make to. Because I do think they're going to need more muscle in in their center rotation mm -hmm. eventually to, to deal with Joel Embiid, to deal with Jokic, to deal with Gobert, to deal with you know so on and so forth. There's there's actually a lot more muscle at the center spot 
than people seem to typically account for, right? Even like you look at Phoenix, they have Nurkic, he's difficult to yeah. move. You have uh, you mentioned Valanciunas a second ago in New Orleans. For some reason, all these fuckers happen to be in the in the West. <laughs> can we have like, can we have one small person in the, in the in the conference that you can take a night off for? Um, but I, yeah, I, I I think if if Christian Wood is like at or near the top of your concerns heading into a season, your team is fine. Your your team is more than fine. For sure. And I, I don't think he's going to be some nuisance or like, you know, mess up the locker room. I just think like there's to me, like he's either going to play him, you know, be effective or like he's probably going to want off the off the team and go to a team where like you he, he can't contribute and put up his numbers. And again, like Christian Wood's 28. So I'm not going to like kill the guy for actually wanting to go get another deal. Right. He knows that he mm-hmm. can't he can't go and be Jackson Hayes. Like he's not going to get paid doing that. So I, I get that from his perspective as well. I just think we have a lot of guys better than him that does what he wants to do. But Hayes, though, Anthony. Yeah, I'm. He feels like still like I never really played with Clay, but it feels like he's like still like a big like block of Clay that you can oh, still. Oh, like wow, you you think I have played with Clay Thompson? I have not. That is not something I have done. No, um, sorry. Yeah, like well, actual. But, but yeah, actual... He, he's very mal- <laughs> very malleable. Yes, exactly. So you can kind of still shift him, and in New Orleans, like Jackson Hayes had no aspirations to like you know he knew he was behind Brandon Ingram, Zion Wilson, Zion Williamson. Like he was not about to be at the top of the key getting to cross over people. Like he knows what his role is, and I think here it's the same. He just comes screens for like a bunch of guards that are really good at also maneuvering around the type of screens that he sets. We're running all these like our offense has shifted. Anthony, we talked about this in the shows in the playoffs, but like our offense shifted to like an Anthony Davis ball screen offense and mm-hmm. Jackson Hayes just comes and fills that role off the bench as well. And like D'Lo, Austin, Gabe, all dudes are just, that's what they do in the NBA. We don't have any like isolation guards really, right? D'Lo's not killing you in one-on-one. Austin's not really an ISO guard. Gabe's not either. These are all screen guards and Jackson Hayes just fits perfectly, which is why I watch him and Wood. I'm like, oh man, Hayes just pops off the screen in ways that looks like, JaVale really that's the last guy or your mm-hmm. your son that you called him Damian Jones was supposed My to be this guy mm-hmm. your logical yeah. son yes this was supposed the to be Damian Jones he was good but like the 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 for, second for time around <laughs> look <laughs> that's all it takes I was with Jen for 10 days and proposed and, and she just convinced her to, to let me stick around for it that's not actually how it went but oh, like, I was like wow uh, that's, no, that's crazy no. <laughs> take some notes here <laughs> um but no, like with with like the thing with Hayes, and I think the reason he really pops is because of a lot of the things that we've talked to, to this point. Do you see the runway he has on some of these roles? Huge. Where, like, you know, I, I know you're not a football guy or really anything other than basketball guy, but like in football, they'll have this, they'll have these views that are behind the running back, where sometimes like on a big run, when a big run busts open you look behind the running back or from the vantage point of behind the running back. And, and there's just this gaping chasm mm-hmm. that this person can just kind of stroll through. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and like the, the, what, what kind of separates great running backs from good or, or mediocre ones or even bad ones is the ability to make a hole, even if there isn't really one. Right. Um, and really take advantage of that, of that running hole. If, if, uh, if it is there. And in this case, though, Hayes never has to worry about creating it for himself. Like he never has to worry about, all right, right I'm going to have to, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be jumping from an awkward angle here because I have a, I have a forearm in my back or in my side because 
nobody cares about the player in the opposite corner down there or whatever. Because I don't think he and Vanderbilt are going to be playing very often together. That doesn't really make much sense. Mm. And outside, like if it isn't Vanderbilt out there, there really aren't any non-floor spacers that you would be thinking of who would really clog the lane for Hayes. And yeah, there are going to be instances where he's going to have like five for five, six for six type nights. And it's all going to be dunks that are like elbow at the rim kind of dunks that he can do because he's that talented physically. And he's that talented physically with the insane runway that comes with modern spacing. And, and he, by the way, is, is at that stage of his career too, where, man, New Orleans just gave up on me. And some of it also, I think, mm. has to do with his off-court stuff um, that are always worth noting here. But, like, you know, for a guy who is at that stage of his career where he's kind of fighting for getting back to being seen as a more than a minimum kind of player, uh, mm-hmm. this is that kind of opportunity. And I, I do think he's probably more likely to take advantage of it because he hasn't built up those bad habits in the amount of time that Wood has. Right. And I just love his like basketball instincts are very much like quick twitch. Like he, he never like holds the ball and it was like, okay, like, do I have well, a match like, here? Give, I don't want it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like hot potato, which another game I don't yeah. think I've played, but like hot potato where like you just go and like really quickly go and like give it up to the next guard. And like, right when he catches it, if he's like outside the paint at all, it's quickly, okay, guard is near me that I can dribble handoff to last. Like it was Gabe, D'Lo, Austin. Again, like these are, that's the shots that these guards look for, which is just a beautiful combination to me with those guys. Um, and I think Hayes can roll and like, he got a, I think he got a lob from LeBron um last night but uh yeah and he's like his vertical like access is huge like he is vertical what's the term for it but like he can like his vertical range i guess where like he can mm-hmm. get to the basketball you can throw it up kind of anywhere for him and he can go and grab catch it, radius so. yeah catch radius that's the term i'm looking for like his catch radius is humongous it's not like anthony davis level maybe but like he can kind of catch um from anywhere which is which is just a nice like vertical threat that we just didn't have at all other than ad really last season um yeah. and so like i i think he's gonna be awesome i'm not sure anthony can wood and hayes be in the rotation together I, I really don't i'm not sure so i think you are gonna have to pick one um but right now hayes looks like you know the better fit so far for the team but but it's early yeah i i would agree i think eventually they're going they're going to be forced to make a decision there and that's where it is going to be interesting to see like how locker room dynamics and and coaching relationship dynamics um, impact that decision because it does like it does look kind of obvious who probably should be getting those minutes and 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 look we've seen that happen before right we've seen we've seen play players get outsized roles for a variety yeah. of reasons and it can be frustrating over the course of of the season until it gets figured out but I will give him some credit in that for the most part he eventually figured it out right or or mm-hmm. the front office kind of helped him figure it out when they shipped out, out, you know, Patrick Beverly, and they shipped out, um, obviously, Russ and, and, and any number of the other 6'3 guys that I see in my <laughs> nightmares every night.